taking over your airwaves. In three, two, one. One, one, one. RCS has been activated. All systems ready. Broadcasting live worldwide. Las Vegas, get ready. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The Rockin' Cavity Show is Las Vegas' number one online radio show. And now it's spreading through your computer like a virus. Like a virus. Look out, Las Vegas. They are on the loose in the asylum on the 44th floor. They have complete control of the 44th floor. Grab your straight jackets and stay a while. Because it's going to be a lot of fun. What time is it? It's medication time! Well, now I absolutely want to take my pills. Crazy Jay is fully medicated. This is better. From the 44th floor of the Rocking Comedy Show Command Center, once a Korean taco plant overlooking dumpster number three. It's starting to smell a little like danger in here. <laughs> or heavily fried food. Get ready for three hours of laughs, games, trivia, and so much more. Would you mind repeating that, Jaybird? Get ready for three hours of laughs, games, trivia, and so much more. Get ready for the number one show in Croatia and the Las Vegas bus station. It's the Rocking Comedy Show. But first... Fire with gas and a lighter you scream when I say I'll kill you that way
awake by the way you're not having a terrible terrible dream also you're not dead and you haven't gone to hell i haven't heard anything from the 44th floor how are they with this it's the rocking comedy show we'll do it live okay we'll, no. we'll do it live Fuck it. do it live i can i'll write it and we'll do it live get ready for three hours of laughs games trivia and so much more now on the rocking comedy show here is your host crazy jay well, hello, everybody. You gotta start these shows off with some Halloween fun. That was the Slash Street Boys with I Kill You That Way. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I put these little holiday tunes in automation. I also put them in folders for the other personalities here at Radio Vegas to listen to. And some of them are so scared to play it because they've never heard it. And they don't want to like, ah, that was really dumb and stuff like that. So you don't get to hear them unless you tune into certain shows on Radio Vegas. <laughs> but we've got a hell of a show for you today. We have uh, a guest coming on the show that has uh, never been on. And uh, I've heard from everybody that he is a fantastic guy. A lot of fun. And he's going to be a good interview. His name is uh, Taylor Bradley. And uh, he is in shows like The Beatles Love. He was in Larev, but we know that has closed up and canceled. And uh, other shows as well. Good guy. Uh, Cirque dancer, so you know he's got uh, an incredible body. An athlete for sure. That is for damn sure. And we got some games to play. Things to talk about. And uh, I did get an email. That said, Jay, you, don't, uh, you haven't been throwing some stuff at us that wows us lately. And you're right, I haven't. I do have a collection of... Some cool stuff that I find, and I just haven't gotten around to playing it. So we're going to do that today. Uh, Dan is uh, we're down to one uh, one day a week now. He's got, uh, I don't know, there's, uh, I don't know, anal squirts. I don't know what it is. So anyway, he can't be here. And uh, uh, J9 has the night off, but uh, 
AJ Wyatt, the Wolfman Wyatt. Oh. <laughs> AJ, he's helping me out today. Yeah, yeah. You know what's up, buddy? Oh, not a lot. I'm excited to be here tonight. The season is upon us. The season. It's uh, the one here. and only. <laughs> it's almost here. My, my my sweet tooth is is that of a spider sense. It goes off. First off, here. it's on a Saturday. It's been six years since that's Boom. happened. That's amazing. The other thing that's cool about it is there's a full moon. <sighs> and the other thing that's cool about it is we set our clocks back on Halloween. Oh. So we get an extra hour of spook time. Oh, great. Yeah. Well, it means, uh, it an, ex- it means an extra hour of bite-sized snacks. Yeah. <laughs> Going to an actual Halloween party on Halloween, which I think is the first ever. I have an entire private screening. I'm bummed I can't go. At 12.30 in the afternoon of uh, the original Nightmare on Elm Street. All to yourself. All to myself. Uh, I, I invited friends, but they don't want to respond. So I, I'll i buy the goddamn thing out myself. No, I want it actually through Cinemark, and uh, I'll, I'll go. I'll, yeah. I'll hang out by myself. I'll take my pants off and act like I'm at home. <laughs> <laughs> Bring the pets, sneak some mannequins in. I don't know. <laughs> Just, uh, you know, and so I'll do it. It's going to be fun. You know, that's, that's what we do. That's what you do. Watch do. a little Halloween flickage. Little uh, Slash Street Boys getting you started. That was today. Fun. I've actually heard that and I've seen the music video. <laughs> and those of you at home that haven't seen this, they're pretty much mimicking the original uh, Backstreet Boy music video, but they're all wearing the mask, of course. The original group, though, they are called the Merkins. Okay, so that's a real group, and they're, <laughs> yeah. they're doing like a whole joke thing. Yeah, the Merkins. The Merkins. <laughs> Beware the Merkin. Yeah, so we got some interesting stuff we're going to play. Talk about some. Uh, uh, I was having some technical things today, so some of my songs aren't. They're not what they're supposed to be. So mystery. Yeah, no, it's not a mystery, <laughs> but they're going to be little different versions than what you know them as. Ooh. Yeah, so it's going to be good. Uh, let's start with this one here. This uh, this is uh, you'll know this song because it's normally a country song. Hmm. But this artist decided to make it more like an 80s synthwave song and gave it an 80s feel to it. Okay. And I think it kind of made the song a hell of a lot better. I'll give it a whirl. Yeah, check yeah. it out. Here it is. See what I mean? Yeah. I like that. Very <laughs> wubby, but still hits the heart. <laughs> it's still very cool, yeah. 
Very cool rendition of Country Roads, uh, normally by John Denver. We need a home means Nevada version. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's not bad. I want to climb a mountain, but also, <laughs> but also be in a club at the same time. <laughs> uh, you might. <laughs> this song actually turned thirty-five years old yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you thought it was old, it definitely is. But this is an acoustic folk Celtic cover of this very popular tune. And I'm going to let this one play out because it is fantastic. Coming for your love, okay Take on me Take me on I'll be gone In a day or two
This just makes me want to eat some cabbage and corned beef. <laughs> Maybe some shepherd's pie. It's, it's good. It's a good cover. I like it better than the original. <laughs> and that's the thing. We've talked about that on the show before. If you're going to do a cover, do it. Make it yeah. your own. Switch it you up. Know, own up. Own up to it. So Yeah, what's up with doing the same thing over I mean, and I mean over it hits again. a hit, yeah. so you know you can really mess it up or really take it to the top. Push it to the limits. Well, we, we mentioned that about uh, Africa being done by Weezer. It sounds just like Toto. It does. You know? I mean, they did a cool little music video to it, but when I first heard it, it was in the car, and I go, why is this played you know, five times today? You know, what's going on? <laughs> oh, it's not the original. Okay. Yeah. Who does it? A Weezer? That's... Yeah. Well, their whole album of covers was good, but they didn't do anything, like, great to them. So I, uh, I found a cyberpunk synthwave version oh. of Africa. Okay. And, uh... The guy's name is Ruby. I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Uh, it's Rudy, and his last name is A-Y-O-U-B. And uh, so it's Ruby, Ayob, and the Patrons, I believe is how you pronounce it. And uh, it's pretty awesome. All right. Check this out. of some quiet conversation She's coming in 12.35 Her mullet wings reflect the stars that guide me towards salvation I stopped an old man along the way Hoping to find some more forgotten words or ancient melodies Turn to me as if to say Hurry boy, it's waiting there for you It's gonna take a lot to drag me away from you There's nothing that a hundred men or more could ever do I bless the rains down in Africa Gonna take some time to do the things we never had mm. The wild dogs cry out in the night As they grow restless longing for some solitary company that I must do what's right Sure as Kilimanjaro rises like Olympus above the Serengeti I seek to cure what's deep inside Frighten of this thing that I've become Gonna take a lot to drag me away from you There's nothing that a hundred men or more Time to do the things we never had. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is Rock and Comedy Show, episode number 1,253. Coming up, we've got uh, Taylor Bradley. We're going to talk with him and play some games. And uh, I'm going to continue to play you some interesting tracks that I've stumbled across and that have also been sent in to me. But I also want to take this opportunity that a little bit of normalcy is starting to come back to Las Vegas. Some shows are coming back, and uh, some of them are our friends are in. So congratulations, guys. You're going to go back to work. Uh, it looks like the MGM is sending people back to work after nearly eight months. Live entertainment uh, is coming back. MGM Resorts announced today that it will slowly begin bringing shows back beginning as early as November 6th. Oh, this feels so good. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Uh, coming back, David Copperfield, Carrot Top, Brad Garrett's Comedy Club, Fantasy, the Jabberwockies, the Australian Bee Gees, which means our good boy Matt is uh, actually going to go back to work, which is awesome. So good on that. And um, Thunder from Down Under, your favorite show. My favorite show, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it. it's going to be... Uh, well, they use my body it's for be all back. the posters, you know. Just, <laughs> yeah. just crop those guys in. <laughs> and uh, Brad Garrett was uh, quoted as saying... Uh, <laughs> where is this quote? It's really funny. Uh, I said something about... We've been waiting We've been waiting eight months to disappoint the crowd. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, something like that. But um, Murray, of course... Uh, he performs uh, in the fantasy shows when they go into their break. So he does about 10 minutes every night in that show. Plus, his show is going to be coming back to the Laugh Factory. No word on yet when that's opening up, but it is going to open sometime before Thanksgiving, I know. Ooh, so That's awesome. Man. Get some shows back. They're small shows, but you got to start somewhere. Absolutely. If you've never seen uh, the Australian BG show with Matt Baldini, our friend yeah, that comes in here. They're awesome. No, amazing! Awesome. It's an amazing show. Yes, they can sound like them, and it's it's absolutely amazing. Cool. So he's got to be stoked over that. And he's uh, Matt's going to be back. He did a show Monday last Monday, filling in for uh, Parker Ryan. He did the Eddie Van Halen tribute coming up. Uh, not uh, not tomorrow's brunch rock because that's our good friend Gemini Burke. And then the week after that, you and I doing dueling Halloween show. Oh, yes. But the week after that, uh, Matt's going to be back with Dr. Duck. Yes. They're doing Guitar Dudes. Yes. So he'll be back for that. So awesome. it'll be cool. And then he'll be back to the Australian PG show. So that'll be good. You can tell Matt. It's got to be a little relief for those guys. I'm telling you. it's And it makes it a little normal here back in town. You know, yeah. Something we've been striving for for a while is getting, the, getting yeah. those guys back. I remember my last show. It was like. My my thought was, am I ever gonna play again? Just, <laughs> you know, you did. I didn't know that was the end of the world. Yeah. Everybody else. <laughs> you just don't know. Uh, a fight erupts on a flight to Utah over a man's refusal to wear a mask. Jay, I don't fly to Utah. <laughs> I drive to Utah. Uh, Provo, Utah. Things were far from the friendly skies on a flight to Provo over the weekend when a. Fight broke out after a passenger refused to wear a mask. Ryle Lansford shared a video of the altercation that occurred just moments after she boarded the uh, Allegiant flight from uh, Mesa, Arizona to Provo, Utah. Lansford said the flight started after uh, the fight started after a flight attendant asked a man who had already boarded to wear a face mask that covered his mouth and nose. The passenger was already wearing a face shield, but Allegiant requires masks to be worn 
at all times. A mild uh, argument ensued between the reportedly belligerent uh, passenger and the flight attendant. Soon thereafter, another passenger became involved in the dispute, and police said the passenger asked the man to comply. Uh, flight attendants told both men that they would be kicked off the flight if they did not tone down their behavior. However, Lansford said the second man continued on a tirade and threatened the original man. At that point, with the flight ready to depart, security was called in to remove the man who refused to wear a mask. As the man got up to be escorted out, Lansford believes he took a punch at the second passenger. A brief physical scuffle occurred, and Lansford man ran to the front of the plane. Lansford said the flight crew handled the entire situation really well. Well, good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to fight you on a flight unless you don't wake me for the snack run. <laughs> if you fail to reach over and give me the courtesy tap. And then we got problems. Yeah, we're, we're exchanging words. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's, uh, you know, where I'm asking you, hopefully soon we can take these things off. We don't have to worry about it. Yeah, after I invest in like all these like nicer ones, because you get the, the cheapos and they shrink or they they hurt or you know me, I have this big beard, so after I wear a mask for like twenty minutes, the whole beard just like, forms to my <laughs> yeah, face. It, <laughs> it's it's annoying, that's for sure. Oh, so that's uh that's some news, and then uh, we do have to point out we had two singers pass away today. We had Spencer Davis of the Spencer Davis Group. He passed away at the age of uh, sixty-two, I believe. That's young, wow. Yeah. And uh, no, I'm sorry. He, uh, he he's a little older than that. Uh, Tony Lewis, the outfield singer, died at the age of 62. Wow, really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, I don't know. How that really bums me out for some reason. It really does, man. I know. Like, I don't know. I, I recently saw a documentary on them where they kind of go back and do a reunion tour, and some of the old school fans came out. And even though they didn't have all these hits, it was like the outpouring of, of support for them was really cool to watch. Right. They had uh, they had more hits than what most people. Think I mean they didn't have a lot, but they definitely had more than the outfield song. That's for sure. But uh, let's do uh, let's do this one from uh, Spencer Davis because it doesn't get played all that much.
short and sweet as how they used to write them. Ooh, I'm a man. Goes Spencer down. Spencer so Davis good. Group. Yeah. So uh, that sucks. He he passed away today, and uh, yeah, it's two two in a row. Yeah. The same day. That always sucks. People are like, but 2020, it's like, look, he's 62, right? Yeah. You know, it's, you know it's, it's still young, but it's still, you know, he's 62. And he had complications, I guess. Yeah. So. Mm. Well, my friend, it is time for movies, movies, movies. I can't lose tonight, right? You, you, you can lose. You might not know him. Well, <laughs> I'm going to get the most points, right? No one else uh-huh. gonna, uh, maybe. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll find out. We will find out how many each one of these points are worth. You never know. So yeah, you never know. You never Jay. know. Well, I do. But we'll find out. All right. There are ten movies all together. I'm going to do four at a time. I'll go around. If you need any of them repeated, I will. Here is number one. You fucking sneaky bastard. I'm gonna take you to work. I'm gonna nail it to the wall. I'm gonna crush your boils in a meat grinder. I'm gonna cut off your arms. I'm gonna shove them up your eyes. Dirty summon a bat. My own club. What a mouth on that guy. <laughs> Here's number two. It all comes down to this role. Roy Munson, a man-child, with a dream to topple bowling giant Ernie McCracken. If he strikes, he's the 1979 Odor Eaters champion. He's got one foot in the frying pan and one in the pressure cooker. Believe me, as a bowler, I know that right about now, your bladder feels like an overstuffed vacuum cleaner bag, and your butt is kind of like an about-to-explode bratwurst. Hey, do you mind? I wasn't talking when you were bowling. Was I talking out loud? <laughs> Was I? Sorry. Good luck. All right, here's number three. There's going to be some things that you're going to be able to get that right. other people in the office don't get. One of them, gym membership. Hey, you want me to lose weight? <laughs> I don't want you to lose weight. No, uh, we can't legally ask you to do that. We didn't say lose no. weight. I might say tighten. Tight. A little tighter. Just like toned and smaller. Don't make everything smaller. I don't want to generalize that way. Tighter. We don't want you to lose weight. We just want you to be healthy. Okay. You know, by by eating less. We would just like it if you go home and step on a scale and write down how much you weigh and subtract it by like 20. 20. And then weigh that much. Just remember, you've got it here, you've got it here, and everybody's going to see you right there. Here's number four. I'll let you know if I land a job. I know you're very concerned. <laughs> yeah, well, I uh, just wanted Linda to know what she would have had ahead of her. Uh-huh. <laughs> Stay away from her. Suck my dick. <laughs> Do you need any of those four repeated? Uh, just the last one more time. I'll let you know if I land a job. I know you're very concerned. <laughs> yeah, well, I uh, just wanted Linda to know what she would have had ahead of her. Uh-huh. <laughs> Stay away from her. Suck my dick. <laughs> All right. Here is number five. Same old story. 
Boy finds girl, boy loses girl, girl finds boy. Boy forgets girl, boy remembers girl. And girl dies in a tragic blimp accident over the Orange Bowl on New Year's Day. Good year. No, the worst. Oh, dear. He's <laughs> number six. He's like the story of the hippo. I'm not familiar with that story. The hippopotamus, he is not one going, uh, cool bean, I am a hippo. No way, Jose. So he tried to paint the stripe on himself to be like the, uh, the zebra, but he fooled no one. And then he tried to put this spot on his skin to be like the leopard. But everyone knows he is a hippo. So, at certain point, he uh, looked himself in the mirror and he just said, hey, I am a hippopotamus and there is nothing I can do about it. And as soon as he accepts this, he lives life happy. Happy as a hippo. You understand? I'm gonna kill you! <laughs> Number seven. But Gavin told me how we're gonna get her back. Where is she? That's the simple part, dude. We make the handoff, I grab one of them, beat it out of them. Huh? Yeah. That's a great plan, Walter. That's fucking ingenious if I understand it correctly. It's a Swiss fucking watch. That's right, dude. The beauty of this is its simplicity. Once a plan gets too complex, everything can go wrong. There's one thing I learned in Nam. Here's number nine. Well, all right. Or number eight. If you take off through that bayou, then... Wait a minute. Who elected you leader of this outfit? Well, Pete, I figured it should be the one with the capacity for abstract thought. But if that ain't the consensus view, then hell, let's put her to a vote. Suits me. I'm voting for yours truly. Well, I'm voting for yours truly, too. <laughs> okay. I'm with you fellas. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need any of those repeated? Uh, give me eight one more time. Well, all right. If you take off through that bayou, then... Wait a minute. Who elected you leader of this outfit? Well, Pete, I figured it should be the one with the capacity for abstract thought. But if that ain't the consensus view, then hell, let's put her to a vote. Suits me. I'm voting for yours truly. Well, I'm voting for yours truly, too. Okay, I'm with you fellas. <laughs> All right, here's number nine. Welcome to Marathon, may I help you? Yes. How may I help you? You can start by wiping that fucking dumbass smile off your rosy fucking cheeks. Then you can give me a fucking automobile, a fucking Datsun, a fucking Toyota, a fucking Mustang, a fucking Buick, four fucking wheels and a seat. I really don't care for the way you're speaking to me. And I really don't care for the way your company left me in the middle of fucking nowhere with fucking keys to a fucking car that isn't fucking there. And I really didn't care to fucking walk down a fucking highway and across a fucking runway to get back here to have you smile at my fucking face. I want a fucking car right fucking now. May I see your rental agreement? I threw it away. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, what? You're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Number 10. You ever get the feeling that everything in America is completely fucked up? 
Oh, yeah! You want to hear that one again? Yeah. You ever get the feeling that everything in America is completely fucked up? Yeah! Mm. Alright, I'm going to give you a chance to uh, take a look at that. Look it over. <clears throat> I'm going to uh, take a little uh, music break here. We'll be right back.
This is Murray Sochik with a rock and comedy show, the number one podcast in Las Vegas. Josie's on a vacation far away. Come around and talk it over. So many things that I want to say. You know I like my girls a little bit older. I just want to use your love tonight. Tony Lewis from uh, an amazing band. We lost today at the age of 62 doing that song right there. Jeez. That's the song they're going to be known for. They had like three or four other hits. But it was so cool. That music video was so slick. Too, it was amazing. Oh, dude. <laughs> it was so good. So uh, he passed away at the age of 62 today, and uh, it's going to suck. All right, we're doing, the, uh, we're doing the movies. Yeah. We've got uh, all of them to go. 
So I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play the clip, and then I'm gonna ask you if you know what it is. Uh, you probably want some points, huh? I'd feel better about myself, Jay. All right. Well, for each one that you get right, my friend, I'm gonna give you some points. Eight hundred and fifty okay. points. Eight hundred and fifty points for each one that you get right. So I'm feeling pretty generous. Uh, for each one that you get wrong. Minus 48 points. 48 points for each one that you get wrong. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, you can't say too much about that. All right, here we go. I'm going to play the first one, and then we'll see if you know what it is. You're sneaky bastard. I'm going to take you to work. I'm going to nail it to the wall. I'm going to crush your boils in a meat grinder. I'm going to cut off your arms. I'm going to shove them up your eyes. Dirty summon about my own club. What a mouth on that guy. That clip was so amazing. I had to watch the movie today. I hadn't seen it in <laughs> so long. Uh, what is it? I didn't know right away, and I think I'm still wrong, but I'm going to say The Jerk. Yeah, you're wrong. It's a movie that stars Michael Keaton, and it's called Johnny Dangerously. Oh, you know what? I've never seen it. Oh, my God. It's fantastic. Uh, uh, Joe Piscopo is in it. Okay. And it's a gangster movie. Um, they make fun of the gangsters and stuff. But there's, yeah. there's a line in there where he's like, my mother did that to me once. Uh, once. Oh, uh, You know what? I am familiar. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, so I got to rewatch it. I yeah. got to rewatch it. Uh, Weird Al wrote the title song to that. Good to know. Yeah, that's well, this good is, info. This is the life. Actually, when they released it out on VHF, uh, VHF, uh, they uh, they uh, changed the opening song. But fans of this show know that's no surprise because the man that. is so versatile. That's right, of course. All right, here's number two. It all comes down to this role. Roy Munson, a man-child, with a dream to topple bowling giant Ernie McCracken. If he strikes, he's the 1979 Odor Eaters champion. He's got one foot in the frying pan and one in the pressure cooker. Believe me, as a bowler, I know that right about now, your bladder feels like an overstuffed vacuum cleaner bag, and your butt is kind of like an about-to-explode bratwurst. Hey, do you mind? I wasn't talking when you were bowling. Was I talking out loud? Was I? Sorry. Good luck. <laughs> what movie is that? Jay, if I don't get this right, I'm going to end up Munson down the river. It's Kingpin. One it of is favorites. King, yeah, it's definitely Kingpin. All right, here's number three. There's going to be some things that you're going to be able to get that okay. other people in the office don't get. One of them, gym membership. You want me to lose weight? <laughs> I don't want you to lose weight. No, uh, we can't legally ask you to do that. We didn't say lose no. weight. I might say tighten. Tight. A little... Tighter. Just like toned and smaller. <laughs> don't make everything smaller. I don't want to generalize that way. Tighter. We don't want you to lose weight. We just want you to be healthy. Okay. You know, by, by eating less. <laughs> we would just like it if you go home and step on a scale and write down how much you weigh and subtract it by like 20. 20. And then weigh <laughs> that much. Just remember, you've got it here. You've got it here. And everybody's going to see you. Right there. What is that? That's 22 minutes and 32 seconds into Knocked Up. Wow. Yeah. How do you know that? Oh, man. I watched it a lot. No, I don't know. <laughs> I, I might be close. I, I want the <laughs> listeners to look it up. <laughs> yeah, me. it is Knocked Up. <laughs> All right. Uh, here we go, number four. I'll let you know if I land the job. I know you're very concerned. 
Yeah, well, I, uh, I just wanted Linda to know what she would have had ahead of her. Uh-huh. <laughs> Stay away from her. Suck my dick. <laughs> Do you know what that is? I think I'm wrong. Is it, uh, there's something about Mary? Yeah, you're wrong. Yeah. Uh, the movie has Charlie Sheen in it. It's a baseball movie. Oh, Major League. Damn. Oh, way <laughs> off. Way off. Okay. All right, here we are at number five. Same old story. Boy finds girl, boy loses girl, girl finds boy. Boy forgets girl, boy remembers girl. And girl dies in a tragic blimp accident <laughs> over the Orange Bowl on New Year's Day. Good year? No, the worst. The worst. Oh, dear. <laughs> it's so good. Uh-huh. Uh... Is it the monsters? No. I don't know. The monsters. Gone with the wind. No. I don't know. What is it? You don't know? No, I don't know. You really don't know. I really don't. It's the Naked Gun. Oh. <laughs> I sure love OJ and them Naked Gun movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Number six. He's like the story of the hippo. I'm not familiar with that story. The hippopotamus. He is not one going uh, cool bean. I am a hippo. No way, Jose. So he tried to paint the stripe on himself to be like the, uh, the zebra, but he fooled no one. And then he tried to put this spot on his skin to be like the leopard, but everyone knows he is a hippo. So, at certain point, he uh, looked himself in the mirror and he just said, Hey, I am a hippopotamus. <laughs> there is nothing I can do about it. <laughs> and as soon as he accepts this, he lives life happy. Happy as a hippo. <laughs> you understand? I'm gonna kill you! <laughs> I'm gonna kill you! <laughs> you know what that is? Is that couples retreat? No. Ooh, forgetting no. Sarah Marshall. No. Uh, I don't know. I don't it's know. Ben Stiller. Meet Jennifer the Aniston. Seymour. Paul Seymour Huffman. In a little movie called Along Came Polly. Oh, yeah. That's a 90s uh, flashback. Little gem right there. Oh, I forgot about that one. Uh, Number seven. Here it is. But you haven't told me how we're going to get her back. Where is she? That's the simple part, dude. We make the handoff, I grab one of them, beat it out of them. Huh? That's a great plan. Walter, that's fucking ingenious if I understand it correctly. It's with fucking wad. That's right, dude. The beauty of this is its simplicity. Once a plan gets too complex, everything can go wrong. There's one thing I learned in Nam. If you don't know this, you gotta hand in your man card. It's a little uh, CCR in the background. That's Big Lebowski. It is the Big Lebowski on number seven. Here's number eight. Well, all right. We take off through that bayou. Wait a minute. Who elected you leader of this outfit? Well, Pete, I figured it should be the one with the capacity for abstract thought. But if that ain't the consensus view, then hell, let's put her to a vote. Suits me. I'm voting for yours truly. Well, I'm voting for yours truly, too. <laughs> okay. I'm with you, fellas. Such a good movie. Oh, brother, where art thou? <laughs> it's Oh, brother, where art thou? I love that movie. It's so good. All right, here's number nine. Welcome to Marathon. May I help you? Yes. How may I help you? 
you can start by wiping that fucking dumbass smile off your rosy fucking cheeks. Then you can give me a fucking automobile, a fucking Datsun, a fucking Toyota, a fucking Mustang, a fucking Buick, four fucking wheels and a seat. I really don't care for the way you're speaking to me. And I really don't care for the way your company left me in the middle of fucking nowhere with fucking <laughs> keys to a fucking car that isn't fucking there. And I really didn't care to fucking walk down a fucking highway and across a fucking runway to get back here to have you smile at my fucking face. I want a fucking car right fucking now. Yeah, I see your rental agreement. <laughs> I threw it away. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, what? You're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Edie McClurg, she's great. Uh, uh, Planes, Trains, and Autumn. It's a, one of the best movies of all time. It's so in my good. top five comedies so of good. all time. So I love that movie. <laughs> all right, here's our last one, number 10. You ever get the feeling that everything in America is completely fucked up? <laughs> you know, I I don't know it. Best Christian Slater movie of all times. Pump up the volume. Oh, hard wow. happy you know how long it's happy been? Harry hard on. I have not seen that one in a minute. Oh my god, I love that movie. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, I gotta rewatch some. So how many did you get right? Uh, it you is... didn't do too bad. Five. Five right. Oh, five right, five wrong. 50 yeah. 50. It's the best I've done the movies. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> it is pretty good. Oh, all right. So we uh, had some new music that came in yesterday that uh, we didn't get to. We did play some new stuff. Uh, we have uh, a new one from the band Porn. We love these guys. We've been playing a lot of them lately. Uh, this is their latest song called Perpetual Grin. We'll be back with more right after this.
Try to relax, but he always put the shit in a tree. And the little red-headed girl wouldn't give no play to poor Chuck B. They were the baddest fuckers in the funny papers. Peanuts! Peanuts! 
She charged a motherfucker five cents You know the ladies love some Schroeder Cause they played the 80s real good And Franklin was a real cool cat But the only brother in that hood Well, watch out Cause here they come Peanuts! Whoa, peanuts, crazy peanuts Poor Charlie Brown You will never get laid It's so I think if you want to make the peanuts relevant, you uh, cross over with South Park. <laughs> that, would be a, that would be an amazing episode. Peanuts? Oh, no, thank you. I have one right here. See Lucy Van Pelt take on Eric Cartman. <laughs> that would be amazing. Uh, the reason I played that, in the news this morning, early news that came out, uh, you may have heard about it. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you don't care. Maybe you've got other things to concern yourself about, but Charlie Brown holiday specials won't be broadcast on TV for the first time in more than 50 years. Don't worry, though. You can still see them. You can watch them on YouTube. No, no, you can actually watch them on uh, Apple. Uh, That's right. Since uh, the first time it premiered in 1966, the great pumpkin Charlie Brown won't be broadcast on national TV. Instead, Apple TV Plus will now exclusively stream the show and other Charlie Brown holiday specials uh, because they picked up the rights to uh, the broadcast. That's right. That means a Charlie Brown Christmas, a Charlie Brown Thanksgiving also will not be broadcast on regular TV. It's the uh, great pumpkin Charlie Brown. Uh, And if uh, if you don't have Apple TV... You don't have to subscribe. You can still watch it for free. Yeah. They're still letting you watch it for free. Uh, but this is one of those articles that people don't read. They're just immediately outraged. And, right. I, and I'm like, do you want, are you just angry? Because really, honestly, do you go, oh, my God, tomorrow they're going to show the thing. They're going to show the Great Pumpkin on ABC. Uh, I forgot what happened last year. Yeah. 
You've seen it. And it, it, oh, it's a family tradition. Well, if it's a family tradition, you should have bought the DVDs. Yeah. Commercial yeah. free. <laughs> Commercial free. Get out of here. Um, <laughs> but here's uh, just uh, some of these comments. This comes directly from Fox 5 um, <laughs> that people are saying on the Facebook page. This one woman says, thanks. Way to ruin a great tradition, Apple. I've watched them for years. Well, they're not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's still in your heart. It's still there. And somebody said, oh, Vicky, cool down. You probably just don't have any Apple products. Oh. <laughs> and she goes, apparently not. I'm a Samsung girl. Okay, cool. <laughs> I don't really care either way. I, just... <laughs> I don't care either way. Uh, and then you scroll down. Here's one. Time to pull out the DVDs because we're not paying for a subscription for anything Apple. Ooh. Yeah. I'm going to put my foot down. This is a matter of time before they all pick up the same thing. You know, it's... Eh. I'm so sick of other people controlling what we can and can't watch. Breaking tradition. Oh, my God. All capitals. Yeah. And several exclamation points. Control. Okay. Control yourself. <laughs> wow. There's nothing on TV worth watching. I still look forward to these specials so much. This is so wrong. Yeah, I, I guess a lot of people have cable still. I guess I was just unaware. I thought like it Look, was dead. You know, you can go if you have a Roku or a Fire Stick, and yeah, you but can, that's not like an addition. But look. You have Roku or Fire Stick. You don't want to subscribe to Apple? Fine. Go to YouTube. You can watch all of the specials on YouTube on your TV. Yeah, I bet they won't. They won't. All the complainers won't. They don't even care that they're even doing it. It's just something to bitch about. Oh, something else to make 2020 a disaster. Oh. Oh. Just keep throwing it at us. Trump, like he had anything to do with it. <laughs> yeah, don't get rid of the hot and spicy. God, you'll be burning down. Just why? Why? Somebody tell me why. We'll read the article. Yeah, they'll tell you. <laughs> and then there's another one. With 2020, this is so horrific to ruin so so much happiness for so many families. Do you know how many people are on unemployment? <laughs> like, F the Great Pumpkin, there's man. A, there's other things you need to be concerned about. Yeah, how about then, the Great Paycheck? What then, the hell? Then this not being on broadcast television. Why not? Everything else has been taken from us already. This year sucks. Yeah. <laughs> well, all the things that could be. You know, your wife hates you now, Charlie Brown. <laughs> you know. <laughs> what else would I expect in 2020? Nothing else. This is the worst. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta be grateful. Count your blessings. You know. <laughs> you you're alive apparently. Yeah. You're eating. You still you're not homeless. Go pick your own great pumpkin. You know. <laughs> Screw Charlie Brown. Live your best you. <laughs> Everything is about money. How greedy. How greedy can you get? Grr. Streaming for free without commercials and paid ads. How dare you? <laughs> pigs. Filthy pigs. <laughs> yeah, they're probably on unemployment and you know, not ready to go back to work. <laughs> well, that sucks. Not everyone can afford to stream TV. It's like the cheapest thing in the world. Like no, beginning cable but, packages uh, started like what? But again, you can find downloads of it on the computer. Yeah, but not everyone. You know, they're not pirates like us. I didn't say you had to be a pirate. Me neither. I didn't say that. Did I, I say that? You have to no. be a pirate. Yes, I'm going as a pirate. Just, just go as YouTube and just, yeah. watch, just watch it. Wouldn't buy Apple if it was free. Well, then you're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so, who did we offend now? Everyone. But see, they automatically think 
uh, seems these comments are like just from everyone. Yeah. I agreed with the other comments. Ridiculous, especially now that money is so tight because of COVID-19. This is a disgrace. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, I joke and banter, but just the humor and the fact that we're <laughs> arguing about friggin' a Peanuts cartoon. <laughs> that's, like, come on. That's 50 years old. Come on. It's 50 years yeah. old. <laughs> Spoiler alert. It's a big pumpkin. <laughs> uh, I ruined your holiday. WTF. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> no, it was Woman. wow. It was wow. Whoa, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I own them. So we and my grandchildren will be able to watch them without being held hostage by Apple. Hostage. Hostage. <laughs> okay. No, I feel bad for your grandson. <laughs> he's on. He's holding. My name reminds me, there's 1,397 comments. Right. About this. Of course. <laughs> Uh, time to start killing the regular broadcast TV and streaming services, or they're going to take over everything. Yeah. <laughs> the next time there's a horrific event or a school shooting, I'm going to remind you all what you were bitching at before that happened. <laughs> to everybody, to everybody upset, I have Apple TV and it's wonderful. <laughs> that's the one positive. Ah. That's the <laughs> one positive thing. Uh, somebody else says, well, I have Apple TV and this is wrong. They're showing up for free. Yeah. They're showing it for free. You don't even have to subscribe to Apple TV. Why don't you get away from the tube and, you know, act it out? They weren't even this upset when Tom Hanks did the fucking movie for Apple TV. And they, there was no outrage. Oh, we can't go to the theaters and see it? No. No. Oh. <laughs> this is total BS. Totally. <laughs> wow, my kids love these. Pathetic. Bye, Felicia. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so assume everyone has Apple products. Wow. Wow. What about all the shows that they're taking off of, like, Netflix and putting on HBO Max? Do you have HBO Max? Right. No. No. So all your shows that you like are going to HBO Max. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah, you get the free subscription for you're seven gonna days bitch, and binge. <laughs> you're going to bitch, and you're secretly going to go and get HBO Max, and nobody's going to know your business. So shut your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Game of Thrones by yourself. Horrible. Four exclamation points. Four. <laughs> That's <laughs> This is all part of the new normal. Is anything going to be the same ever? Nine question marks. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, these are actual comments. Yes. Does anyone actually read the article before commenting? No. That, that's no, what, they don't. That's what somebody said. Have any of you read the article before right. commenting? 50 years, does anyone record anymore or use free apps? Perhaps it's on YouTube. Not the end of the world, folks. Yeah. <laughs> to me, it sounds worse when you only had one channel and you were forced to watch that one thing. Now you have a choice. You have freedom. Go out there. No one's holding you hostage. <laughs> Glad I went to old school about 15 years ago and bought the DVD set. Old school. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The, fu <laughs> the future sucks. 2020's trash. Pure trash. <laughs> Throw it away and move on. <laughs> these are almost kind of like the same reviews that the Rock and Comedy Show gets. <laughs> you could put these negative comments under any topic or post. I bet Charles. Same thing. I bet Charles Schultz is rolling in his grave now. No, <laughs> scientifically impossible. I think he was cremated. Uh, <laughs> He's blowing around. <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> Very sad for these children. I've seen it for 50 years, and for them to pull this is a disgrace. Just to personal humanity. Uh, but your kids probably have an iPhone. They don't give a fuck about <laughs> peanuts, dude. Their kids probably have an iPhone, and they're probably, they're probably going to watch it. I'm playing Digimon, Yoki Do you think whatever. the kids are like in Mommy, oh, Halloween's oh, 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 ruined. I got the cat. Watch Charlie Brown. Yeah, no. <laughs> I had them all on VHS like a normal human being, and I didn't want to watch All them. capitals, 13 exclamation points. WTF speechless. Speechless, but not typeless. <laughs> Shut up. Speed it. Is this Apple's way of social distancing? I hope so. <laughs> Because if you're this mad over a Peanuts show, then get the hell away from me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they are still playing these just on specific platforms now. Get with the times, people. Glad I already own them. I just now have to buy a VHS player. <laughs> well, then you're in the same fucking situation. Yeah. Why are you going to buy a VHS player? But... <laughs> Dude, like I get it. Like It's tradition, and it's only because they throw it down your throat every year. How many people are really going to be like... Are you really? Are you really that bummed? <laughs> that's what it I'm sounds saying. like a cult classic. It's not. It's not the Christmas story. You know, that's one. I'd, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because that's one you don't want to spend the five dollars in the bin at Walmart. You just you just trust that it's going to be on. <laughs> All right, we're gonna concert. we're gonna play something that uh, was done live on the Crazy J Show back in the early well mid '90s. Uh, Eric Schwartz doing a song about Charlie Brown. So, can you, can you entertain us with a little song? I'd love to. Well, let's start with them. Let's start with my wanderings. I always wondered what happened to Charlie Brown and why was he bald and he was five years old and such various things. And so I stole Vince Guaraldi's music and I put some lyrics on it. And this is my version of 30-something. It's called Charlie Something. To my dearest little sister, Sally Brown, it's Charlie here. A lot of things have happened since you skipped town. For one, I'm queer. For about a year. I know, of course, you might be less than psyched about the path I took. But I had to face the fact that I kinda liked how Linus looked before he booked. Cause Patty came out and left me shocked and confused. She shacked up with Marcy, who was clearly abused. And I picked up a needle that had just been used before. Now Lucy's playing hockey, her team just won the Stanley Cup. Schroeder dresses just like Beethoven did and ties her up and she barks like a pup and the hunt is on for Linus but as you know he's hard to catch you see he found that lots of interesting things could grow in the pumpkin patch but the feds are no match Cause he and the red-haired girl split the scene The psilocybin sultan and the cannabis queen And Franklin shot Tupac and now he ain't nowhere to be seen Wah 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 Now Woodstock got eaten by the cat who lives next door. 
Snoopy got neutered and now he ain't Joe Cool no more. And he's still kinda sore. And Pigpen OD'd was just a matter of time. He couldn't keep a job on account of the grime. And he couldn't face a future of small town crime no more. So write us all a letter and tell us how the city is. Frida said she saw you, so tell me, how's the porno biz, my little sis? All right. Oh, it's fine. That's a killer song. <laughs> all right, here we go, everybody. Uh, recorded from 1997. Eric Schwartz in the uh, Crazy J Studios back in L.A. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Only three years into my career back then, and I still questioned it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so if you're outraged about the Peanuts, I'm really sorry. Oh, well. You know, yeah. where was the outrage when the voice of Charlie Brown went to jail because he was stalking some girl? Yeah. And he's still in jail, I believe. So <laughs> where was the outrage then? <laughs> <laughs> but, again... I really don't think that uh, these people were waiting for it to come around. No. You know, like, their Halloween's not complete now? No. No. This <laughs> about something else. Took it out on the world <laughs> over the peanuts. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. It's, just, it's just crazy. Uh, but joining us in the studio, everybody, it's his first time on the show. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to learn about him. And uh, we're going to play some games and, uh, you know, have a good time. Yeah. So uh, give it up for our guest. Go ahead and introduce him, AJ. Hey. <laughs> See how I got, how yeah, I got him up. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Let's uh, get your mic on. There you go. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I have this amazing intro that I wrote up. Let's see. Uh, Always but, makes me nervous when I hear amazing intro. I'm like, oh, God, do I live up to this? <laughs> I was just kidding. Uh, <laughs> give it up for Taylor Bradley, everybody. Hello, hello, guys. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here, and uh, yeah, let's have some fun. Yeah, there's, uh, you know, there's, you have time, even though some shows are coming back. Have you heard uh, anything about love? You were in that, right? Uh, yeah, so a uh, little bit of background. I've been a professional dancer here in Las Vegas uh, for a little over five years and uh, hopped from show to show. I think I'm up to like 10 or 11, which I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing about me. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, most recently I was dancing um, at The Beatles Love, the Cirque du Soleil show at the Mirage, and then also at Le Rev the Dream. Which is gone. Berlin, which unfortunately yeah. is no more. Um, but I'm staying positive and hoping I've heard you know rumors that uh, castmates are trying to get creative and present some sort of uh, COVID social distant friendly version or vignette or who knows. Um, but as far as Cirque and Love goes, they are ready. It's just numbers. It's just waiting. Yeah. And it's hard. It's hard because right now our, our quota is 250. And that's great for some of the smaller shows and the magicians, the strip shows um, that are kind of in black box theaters. But the Love Theater seats 2,013 people. So 250 is not even going to cover enough to barely pay our technicians or cast or um, ushers, you know, it's such a large production. So right. just kind of hurry up and wait, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, Larev was awesome, man. That pool was yeah, that's amazing. So Larev so was the, the even to dive into that thing had to have been fun. Right, which actually people ask me all the time. They're like, oh my gosh, because it's it's kind of like in the performal world known as this the swim test for Larev is like <laughs> so like on a shrine and it's which it was terrifying. <laughs> let me get you let me set that straight. <laughs> but as um, a dancer in the show, which people are like, there were dancers, I'm like, yeah, we were one of the the three guys that had hair in the show. So um, <laughs> we didn't actually have to do many scuba entrances or exits 
exits is a word I just made up. <laughs> Entrances <laughs> or exits, we were mostly just either on the stage or at most we got like waist deep. Um, but yeah, it was a beautiful show. It was the first show I saw when I came to Las Vegas. Uh, when I was in college at the University of Arizona, and so obviously this was the most obvious choice. And so just 21-year-old me, you know, drunk as a skunk, walking down the strip. We stayed at the Riviera, TBT. Um, <laughs> and I remember, because we, we would walk by the Wynn Marquee, and you'd see, like, the slow motion of, like, dancers and acrobats and all this stuff. And I specifically remember saying to myself, give or take, you know, six beverages. I was like, I'm going to be in that one day. And everyone was like, yeah, whatever. I kept walking. And... Here we are. I, I uh, 2018, once Showstoppers closed, which was the neighboring show uh, at the Encore Theater next door, um, I got a call and they were like, hey, we need more guys. You're tall. You can swim. How about it? <laughs> and so uh, awesome. I was super grateful for my time there at Larev uh, from 2018 until they closed uh, just recently. So, yeah, it was a good time. Just don't do it if uh, you're scared of water or heights. <laughs> yeah, I heard that about uh, O, too. Like, it's it's pretty intimidating there, It's too. funny, and they're actually very, very, like, overly clear in the interview process of, like, can you swim? Are you sure? Are you scared of spaces? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But you know they're that clear because they've asked it in the past and people clearly didn't listen which means you've gotten to like opening night and they're like oh yeah I don't swim so <laughs> hey, I, 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 I feel comfortable diving into a little pond of water right 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 <laughs> but uh, no it, and it's, it was so crazy to see the inner workings in the background of that theater because I it, I mean again I, I remember the first time that I saw it and it's like you are blown away and literally transported which again that's why we do what we do is right. to remind people uh to remind people to forget of the shit show that is 2020. I don't know if I can curse. Sorry. You can. Curse. Okay, great. Fuck. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that's why people are like, why do you dance? Why do you perform? And I'm like, because it makes people forget for 90 minutes, you know? Um, same thing when you go to a movie or, or anything like that. It's just a, a, a moment of appreciating what's in front of you. And so I remember seeing that. And then I remember coming back for uh, a rehearsal or something later once I was in the show. And I was like, that's it. I was like, that's what it looks like without all its, you know, I, it's like these Instagram filters, you know, and you're like, she looks cute. And then you see her without the filter and you're like, oh, okay, that's <laughs> fine. So not, or, or he, you know, not to be gender discriminate, but um, it's, it, that was the first show that I was like, it's amazing to me what you can do with light, water, and smoke. Right. Um, so yeah, I, it was truly an honor. And I mean, it won best show in Las Vegas for 13 years running. So I'm just grateful to have been a part of it. And, yeah, absolutely. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's unfortunate that, that it's, it's no more, but. Again, I'm I'm proud to have that one on my resume. Maybe for something sure. bigger and better. Exactly, right? You never so know. One door closes and ten doors open, right? Oh, if ten, I say it, it's ten. real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> one pool drains, another one fills <laughs> yeah, up. Right. The other one's full of tears. What? <laughs> yeah, right. uh, so, how long have you been in Vegas? Born I'm and raised? here. Um, no, I'm actually born and raised. I'm originally from Atlanta, Georgia. Um, which we were just talking off mic. Uh, my dad is a Delta airline pilot, and so is my oldest brother, and so is my middle brother, and I'm the dancer from Las Vegas. So, <laughs> uh, no, I've always prided myself on being the kind of black sheep, redheaded stepsister of the family. But um, <laughs> yeah. the reason that we lived in Until LA, they come to town and want free show tickets. Yeah, and then I'm like, back it up, back it up. <laughs> no, but... Um, yeah, I, I, that's the reason I was born and raised in Atlanta, which everyone's like, why don't you have an accent? I'm like, honey, I can turn it on real quick on AT. <laughs> <laughs> so I joke with people that I went to high school with Duck Dynasty and Honey Boo Boo. But, um, nice. <laughs> but yeah, I, I loved growing up. I grew up in a, su a suburb of Atlanta called Roswell, but then I say that out here and people are like, aliens. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah whatever, sure. <laughs> um, but I, uh, when I turned 18, I went to school at the University of Arizona in beautiful Tucson, which some would say is the armpit. I prefer to say is the crowning jewel of the I Southwest. I think Phoenix is the armpit, really. Okay, see, yeah. so. 
I mean, agree to disagree or agree to <laughs> agree in a, a, to an extent. But um, I spent four lovely years there. Uh, the University of Arizona has frequently considered, it, it has a dance program that is frequently considered within the top three of the most competitive schools to get into, which you wouldn't think, right? You're like, NYU, Juilliard, Tucson, Arizona. But <laughs> yeah, right. it was a great program. And the thing that I loved about it was that it, I didn't feel like I was like hoity-toity conservatory. I was like, this is a college with a college campus. And football and I, I was in a fraternity and I did student government and so like I felt like I had a sense of identity that wasn't just like oh I live in New York because we all know those people that are like oh I'm from New York and we're like we get it you lived in New York <laughs> you know um, but you know New York yeah, yeah. <laughs> so from there uh, in 2015 I'm a senior I just graduated I'm working three jobs and I'm just like shit 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 audition everywhere <laughs> and so literally I was like cool there's something in New York there's something in LA there's something in Vegas and so I was everywhere um, I ended up uh, actually landing two contracts on the same day which like oh my gosh well was me that's like the performer's dream right but it was a tough <laughs> decision because it was really pivotal and where I'm gonna spend the rest of my life so it was either I go do the Radio City the Christmas spectacular in New York no I would not have been a rockette as much as I would have loved that <laughs> but I have male and female ensemble and the other option was um, dancing in a show here in Las Vegas called Steve Wynn Showstoppers which was the like I was saying the sister show of Larev and um, at the time, I was like, well, Christmas show, part-time, seasonal, this other show that, that I didn't really know too much about, but I was like, that sounds fun, I'll do that. And it ended up being my favorite show I will ever do, I think, in my entire life. Hopefully not, prove me wrong, but it was a musical theater mashup of all of, I mean, it was called Steve Wynn's Showstoppers, it was all of Steve Wynn's favorite shows. So we right. had excerpts from Cabaret, from Damn Yankees, from A Chorus Line, and then it all had a fresh, kind of like LA modern take on it. Our choreographer was Marguerite Derricks, who is absolutely incredible. She choreographed Austin Powers, she choreographed Marvelous Miss Maisel most recently, which is up for uh, all the awards. That show's amazing. Emmy, Oscar, Tony, <laughs> Tina, all the people, so good. Right? <laughs> all your Italian family members that have an award named after them. Um, but yeah, and I absolutely fell in love with Las Vegas. Um, of course, I moved here being like, it'll be six months and I'm out of here. And then I met uh, my now fiance, uh, but boyfriend at the time, um, like five months into living here, which again, a flashback a year and I was like living in a fraternity house. I was like, cool, gonna go party and have fun. And I'm like, this is what happened to me. And uh, which Mitch, if you're listening, hey, I love you, babe. But um, <laughs> yeah, and then since then we've, I, I've hopped from show to show. Um, I have, we've just built a house here as of uh, two years ago. And yeah, it, it feels, it feels right. Like if there's one thing, if there's one correct decision I feel like I've made in my career and not because Broadway's closed for the next two years, which my heart goes out to all of my Broadway family. Um, it's that I chose to move to Las Vegas. Yeah, that's cool. And I hate the winter, so, you know, that helps too. <laughs> yeah, that's a plus here. Yeah. We only have it for a little bit. Oh, it's 60. I tell yeah. people, if you try hard enough, you really don't have to wear pants all year. Here, right. right, yeah. You know, yeah. so. Well, here at the Rock and Comedy Show, we never wear pants. <laughs> I'm like, interpret that how you like. <laughs> <laughs> we never wear pants here. Uh, all right, we're going to play a game. Cool, I love games. And uh, this is uh, worth some serious points. You do get to win some prizes. Ooh. Yeah. And uh, yeah, for each one you get right, you get, uh, well, let's see how many points you're getting. <laughs> let's try it. 1,500 points. 1,500 points for each one you get right. Ooh, Holy uh, crap. Yeah. But uh, there's. What, on a scale of like 20 million? Is that the, like max or what? <laughs> <laughs> yes. But there is uh, also the penalty of how many you get wrong. Minus 500 points. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's that's right there. yeah. So. Owie. For our guest, because. Uh, this is a fun game, and it's new to him. 
Now on the Rocket and Comedy Show. Is it a romance novel or the title of a porn? That's right. (laughs) That's right. Is it a romance novel or a title of a porn? Sponsored by our friends over at spunklube.com. Use promo code Rock and Comedy for discounts and uh, first-time shoppers. Free shipping and handling. But for our guests, for each one you get correct, you'll earn one sample packet of Spunk Lube. If you get more than 10 right, you'll get a bottle. Can I be honest? Our favorite brand. Like, I have to say it. Like, for real. It's really good. It is good. It's good. here and I'm a guest, but like, our favorite. Yeah, so there we go. So there we go. All right, so there are 15 all together. Just write down if you think it's a porn or if you think it is a novel. Okay. And uh, then we'll go over them together in a group. Number one, Cox and Jocks. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Come on. Cox in Jocks. Oh, in. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the number preposition uh, really makes <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, if you smell semen, I farted. <laughs> <laughs> number two, uh... What fucks around comes around. <laughs> oh, wow. You're not making this easy, huh? <laughs> You're killing me. Uh, number three, the first wife. Number four, a nanny for keeps. <laughs> number five, taking on the boss. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> number six, accidental friends. <laughs> Is there like a both category? No. Okay. <laughs> Number seven, handle with care. Oh. <laughs> Number eight, ready to play. Number nine, a most suitable wife. <laughs> <laughs> so many things ran through right. my head. <laughs> you, you gotta do it. Uh, uh, <laughs> Number ten, hired by Mr. Wright. I'm so glad that J9 isn't here today because she'd be flushing with these titles. Uh, number number 11, rescued for that pussy. <laughs> Just rolls off the tongue. It oh, does, I said yeah. it. I did. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. oh, uh, <laughs> number 12, piss party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, it's a Shakespearean novel. <laughs> it's about depression. <laughs> <laughs> number 13, summer camp. Mm. <laughs> number 14, the bridal bet. Ooh. And number 15, French kiss. <laughs> wow, a few of those really. A few of those. Yeah. I would say are really obvious. Watch those are the ones I'm going to get wrong. But. <laughs> I, don't make, I don't make the game easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so number one, cocks and jocks. Porn. Porn. Yes, <laughs> it is porn. It's a pop-up book. Uh, number, <laughs> <laughs> you like it or not? <laughs> number 12. What fucks around comes around. Porn. Porn. Yes. Uh, number three. The first wife. Novel. Novel. Yes. <laughs> John Stamos. <laughs> <laughs> number four. Uh, a nanny for keeps. I said novel. Porn. Novel. Oh. <laughs> I'm undefeated. I just put that out. <laughs> <laughs> number five. Taken on the Boss. Novel. Porn. Taken on the Boss is a novel. Damn it. Spoke too soon. (laughs) Number six. Accidental Friends. Novel. Porn. Accidental Friends is a porn. See, now it's all downhill. (laughs) Number seven. Handle with Care. Novel. Porn. Porn. (laughs) Number eight. 
Have I ever been more excited? Uh, about ready to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yes. <laughs> uh, number eight, ready to play. Porn. Porn. Yes. Number nine, a most suitable wife. Novel. Novel. Yes. Number ten, hired by Mr. Wright. Porn. It's a novel. Oh. <laughs> Number eleven, rescued for that pussy. Porn. Porn. Yes. Number I just imagine walking through like the like Vaughn's book aisle, which does anybody still buy books? And if they do, is it at Vaughn's? I don't know. But I just imagine seeing rescued by pussy in yeah. like a nice calligraphy font. It's a cat journal. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> there you go. Daniel Steele's new novel, <laughs> rescued for that pussy. <laughs> uh, number twelve, piss party. Porn. Porn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> number 13. It's also another name for the rock and comedy show. <laughs> Piss party. <laughs> number 13. Summer camp. Novel. Porn. Porn. Oh. Number 14. The bridal bet. Novel. Novel it is. Uh, number 15. French kiss. Novel. Porn. Porn. Hey. Oh. You know the French. <laughs> Are we tired? Do you have one more? That's it. No, I mean, let's see. One, two, three. Is this how many we got wrong or right? Well, you get points for, you know. So, so count the right ones. I got 11 right. right yeah. Two, three, 11, 11. That's pretty good. Give it up for Spunk Lube, everybody. Make yeah, sure when you visit them online. cute, but how about 12? Oh. <laughs> he one-ups me. Uh, he got me. Timers, yeah, he's going to go home with some lube. Yeah. I love that. And that's spunk your stuff. Fiance that's listening. <laughs> so, uh, Spunk Lube, everybody visit them online, spunkloop.com. Use coupon code Rockin' Comedy, get all kinds of deals and stuff. They love us over there. Sweet. Good stuff, good product. You know, I wonder if that guy that was the CEO on the Zoom call, did you hear about that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you hear about that? No. Some CEO of Tell a company. More. Uh, oh, Spunk Lube. Was on, was on Zoom uh, for a conference call, uh-huh. and they logged on. The, the guest company logged on earlier or whatever, and they caught him jerking off to completion. I mean, technically, brand identity does involve <laughs> the Maybe. full involvement of the product. Like, can you blame him, or was he doing Maybe they joined know. in you know, for support. They just wanted to make sure he got through it. We're talking about it, aren't we? So, <laughs> therefore. <laughs> yeah. he, uh, he looks like the type of person that would do it on Zoom, by the way. <laughs> Uh, yeah, see, his uh, Jeffrey Tubin, that's his name, T O O B I N. I'm like, oh, Jeff? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's, <laughs> my friend. that's my uncle Jeff. <laughs> oh my gosh, can you imagine? <laughs> Jeffrey Tubin was masturbating in front of New Yorker. Uh, I'm sorry, is his last name Tubin? Tubin Lubin. <laughs> Tubin Lubin. T O O B I N, yeah. You can't write that. Uh,. The New Yorker, uh, the New Yorker writer and CNN analyst. He's a CNN analyst. Got to put the anal in analyst. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey Tubin uh, didn't just expose himself during a Zoom work meeting. He was allegedly caught masturbating in the call with some of the magazine's biggest names and has been suspended from the publication. He said, I made an embarrassing, stupid mistake believing I was off camera. The 60-year-old married Harvard Law (laughs) School grad said in a stunning admission to Vice, which broke news of the cringeworthy incident on Monday. Give him some slack. You know. (laughs) But, like, way to spice up your Monday. Like, I mean, that's that's what people needed. How (laughs) exciting was that call that you got turned on and had to (laughs) masturbate? You're an analyst for CNN. (laughs) Like, it can't be that good. What's funny is it was so crazy watching it. When I first saw it, I didn't know it was real. Like, they do, like, a censored thing where they show you, like, this call and everyone's, like, pointing and laughing. And he's just completely unaware. It almost looks staged, but it's, it's real. I apologize to my wife, family, friends, and coworkers. 
I should have gave him a better performance. <laughs> oh, not that it happened, but just that he wasn't angled, the lighting wasn't correct. No, I, mean, I threw that. Oh, part. okay, fine. Right. <laughs> I'm like, damn. I mean, yeah, so your truth. Sorry you didn't get my good side. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, Jeffrey Tubin, put it away. <laughs> get back to work. So now, like, if you ever get caught masturbating, is that now forever known as tubing? Yeah, like... Yeah, oh, man, I got caught tubing. I was tubing. on a Zoom call, and I, and I got tubed. I got yeah. tubed, bro. <laughs> <laughs> <What a moment>. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we've got some games coming up. we got some uh, more music to get to. Um, so I'm going to give you guys... It is a music game, so we're going to do that next. I'm going to give you a chance to... Um, Music, I'm nervous. Yeah, you should Porn be. Porn titles is fine, but music, I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you, there's a little bit of work to the show, so. Okay, okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> it's worth it. It's worth it. It's, <laughs> it's fun. So I'm going to give you a series of number one songs. You have to listen to the songs. Don't say it out loud. Figure out what year it is. Here we go. They're just going to be all the same year. You just have to figure out what year this song, all these songs were on the charts. So same year. Number one songs are from what year, AJ? Ooh, 2016, 17? <laughs> I'm sorry, that's two years. He cheated. <laughs> well, I said... <laughs> uh, damn it. Okay. 16. 2016. What do you think? I said 2015. Like late 2015. Well, it's 2015. Hey! Oh, wow. <laughs> I know I'm the guest and I should be gracious, but like, oh, it feels good to win. <laughs> but those were also bangers. Like, also, those lasted. What? Those lasted a while. I definitely right? heard that in high school. 
No. No, you don't have that. Dynamite singing hit. Yeah, I think about the exact other one. same song. Well, you can <laughs> well you can tell because normally if I put the list together, there's like twenty or thirty songs. There wasn't that many because yeah. the, the, they're staying on the charts a little bit longer than Ooh. back in the day. You know, right. when we do the '80s, it's because there's like a ton of one-hit wonders. <laughs> yeah, so, twenty minutes. Yeah, so that's what tricks me because I never know if it's the release or when they were number yeah, one. The right. Yeah. They're all. They're, it's always number one. Okay. The year that they were number they're one. Number one. Whenever we play the game. Okay. So here's another round.
soul. Now what? Crank that soul. Now what? Crank that soul. Now what? Soldier boy, I finna. Oh, why me crank it? Why? All those beautiful number one songs right there. What year are you thinking, AJ? 2006. 2006. We're going 2008. 2008. Both very close. Seven. Oh, very seven. wrong. It's 2007. Mother, <laughs> yeah. <of Pearl>. yeah. <clears throat> Good songs in there. I was stuck on 2006 till I heard Soldier Boy, and I actually remember where I was when I right? first it's heard the song. Compartmentalized music. And yeah. It's like emotional. You're like, oh, I was right here at my friend Becky's house. And <laughs> yeah. She was me because I was blank. <laughs> yeah, I remember those uh, when I was concierge. We used to get free table and bottles for some weird clubs all the time. And all those songs. Just like, I remember I was in the back seat <laughs> of my Navy recruiter's car, and uh, he goes, this song's about me, and he cranks it. I said, you're a sailor, you're not a soldier, but it's okay. <laughs> and then you kissed. And then, yeah. And then, then we wrote a novel. <laughs> <laughs> or, <laughs> or was it a porn? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, seamen. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Stop. <laughs> All right. Well, this is uh, this is going to answer Dan's question before we move into the next round. Dan was like, "Does anybody even know what the popular songs are right now since the lockdown?" Ooh. He hasn't been keeping track, so I put together the list of songs that have been number one since the lockdown began in March. Are you ready for this? List of garbage. So yes, you already know it's 2020. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to guess. Just these are the songs that are that have swept through the charts Let's go. since we've been okay. in lockdown. Can you hear me? Yes, oh, hey. Help me put my mind to play. I'm losing my self-control. Everywhere I go. Yeah, you're starting to trickle back in. It's a moment when I show up, I don't stay a you see how the music was happy when we first started? We're off for two weeks. <laughs> We're just going to flatten the curve for two weeks. As it gradually goes, you'll hear the songs change. <laughs> I love optimism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keeping it happy, everybody. Stay safe. Use your mask. Sanitizer. Then <laughs> <Nah>. Epstein. <laughs> All the girls sound the same. <laughs> 
Where was I? I? This is the phase where I just sat at home and drank because I don't really remember much of this era. Yeah, this was the, this was the first two weeks yeah. of the lockdown. I think this that's was, when we all drank. Yeah, this was me just having a morning margarita. And turning <laughs> yeah. on Netflix. We were all partying like we're up for two weeks. Oh. I am going to miss the quarantine karaoke, though. I did a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. It was fun. Just drunk yeah. off my ass. Just. Mm. I don't know any of Yeah, I was like, where have I been? I was listening to Led Zeppelin during the lockdown. Well, but here's the thing. Were you in your car as much? No. No. Or do you really listen to right. Top 40 and radio is in your car? Yeah, that's true. Let's see what this radio station's playing. Crap. Next one, crap. Next one, crap. Oh, Radio Vegas. That's pretty good. I'll listen, I'll listen to that. <laughs> I dove into the high school favorites during, uh, during the shutdown. I'm like, oh, let me revisit this. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't really miss much. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay with this. <laughs> it's not bad, but I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. if you're talking about pivotal times. Yeah. Not on my Spotify. It's no Vietnam. I'll tell you. Honestly, that. and that's how I know music. I mean, aside from I teach group fitness and have to be like fun and trendy and cool, but like um, Spotify is like here's what you missed this week. And if I didn't have that, I would still be listening to Taylor Swift "Shake It Off" from 2015. You know. Yeah. And so. <laughs> yeah. This one's all right. I like this one. Yeah. But it just gives you. She made just, it fairly. But this just gives you an idea of what's been out there when we've been locked down. Club songs when you can't. When there's no clubs. And there's no Can club. club there's no That's strip. There's know. no strip clubs. <laughs> give me the answers. Uh, uh, I miss going Destiny Center Stage. Destiny Center <laughs> Stage. <laughs> uh, cherry bomb. Cherry bomb. <laughs> On deck, Angel. Angel, you're on deck. <laughs> Where's two drink minimum? She's late. Where's two deck. drink minimum? <laughs> two drink minimum. <laughs> Is that your full stage name? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I remember the first time I ever DJed at a strip club. I didn't tell my mom. I just kind of kept it that way. I was like, I don't have to so tell. So what happened when she looked down from the stage? Oh. <laughs> my mom? <laughs> she, gave, she, she gave me half of her tips. Lucky. Yeah, she was like, Lucky. Oh, I thought it was you, but there's always oh, smoke in this. Be club. honest, next time I'll pack your lunch. <laughs> like, no, but I. I don't know. Did he say tips or tits? I don't know. Both. Oh, <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I, I I didn't tell her. I'm like, I don't have Full to tell her. <laughs> but I'm like, I don't have to tell her because I always work midnight. So it was like, it was oh, like, yeah. so it was like midnight to five. So I'm like, I don't have to tell her. I'm going for and, my and, and then I and then oh and then I then I on air shift at six a.m. So I was like, oh, I was good. Yeah. Her friend from work came in one night with a bunch of with a bunch of friends, and. uh he saw me, and I, I was kind of waving, and I didn't think about it. And my mom comes home from work that day, and she goes, So, how long have you been working at the Club Flamingo? It was over off of <laughs> Ball, over by the radio station. And I go, uh, How'd you know I was working there? She goes, Brent saw you. <laughs> like how she threw the blame. She didn't say I saw you. She said somebody yeah. else saw you. Yeah, she said You're Brent like, saw you. And I go, Let's back it up. I go, Yeah, I did. I go, He was there last night with a bunch of people. Oh, yeah. She, oh, man. Bunch of people, myself included. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, Well, if it makes you happy, I'm like, I I made 800 bucks last night. Is, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy. Yeah. Uh-huh. So. Oh, now we're into Lizzo. Little Actually, Lizzo. I, I will say, I heard her, heard, saw a really funny meme. It's like, it's not over till the fat lady sings. Lizzo releases her final single at the end of 2019. <laughs> I mean, here we are, guys. <laughs> can't say we didn't warn ourselves. Right. So, uh, yeah, that's the, uh, that's the music that we've not been listening to since the lockdown. For sure. Yeah. 
I caught some of it in the grocery store once or twice. Yeah, like a fierce fawns, <laughs> like produce jam. Yeah. Yeah. With my bear mace for the zombies and my <laughs> 20 masks on and my Absolutely. yellow jumpsuit. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Hosing my kids in Lysol. And right. You know. <laughs> so, uh, when you're not performing on stage, how, how weird was it at first? Um, not, not being on, what, what, did you do six nights a week? I was like nine nights a week. I was so overworked, which is, I mean, and this is, talk about work, work-life balance. It's so hard as anyone in the arts industry or anyone in a highly competitive industry to be like, I was working too much because I've spent now, I am officially 28 and 10 days year old. What's up? Yay. Happy <laughs> birthday. What's up? Libra's out there. But, um... I know that. somebody that went to your birthday party. The latter, I have no words to say. Please don't ask me questions because <laughs> <laughs> I probably don't know the answer. Um, but um, yeah, you work your entire life and dedicate everything, blood, sweat, and tears, and you're always told on repeat it. If you don't really want this, then you're not going to get it. So then finally, when you do have this opportunity, and like I've been in Vegas now for five years, and I, I feel very grateful to work for such amazing shows and um, and, and to have a lot on my plate, but it's hard to know when to say no. Right. Um, and so I finally got to that tipping point right before the world shut down. So I kind of feel like it's a, a universal sign to be like, Taylor, figure your shit out. You don't need to do every show in the world <laughs> yeah. and be on call everywhere and take 19 classes and do. So <laughs> it was, but when you're caught up in the rigmarole of, of it all, which don't ask me how to spell rigmarole, but um, <laughs> it, it it makes you realize, like, me sitting down on my couch for two weeks and being like, what's important to you? And I was like, uh, my home life. So my fiance, my dog, my cats, my home. Um, and, and doing what I love to do. And so that's what, and, and, and teaching. Teaching and mentoring is very important to me. I think that if we, as experts of our craft, aren't giving back to the younger generations, then we're not doing something Agreed. right. Because why did we work so hard for our entire career right. to learn yeah. all this shit? And then we're like, well, you can't know it because that's just ignorant. Because <laughs> yeah. you know? what did we do? We stole from the up, up, above generation. So, right. so those were things I said that were very important to me, which I said I still want to perform because, again, it provides people that escape from the crazy reality that we have. I want to inspire, um, whether that's in a dance class or whether that's in a fitness class or or anything. I just want to inspire people to know that life's more than just this 6, 12, 19 months, God forbid. Um, And that I need to prioritize my home life more. Uh, My my fiance, he's a flight attendant, and so he's gone uh, most nights of the week. And We've always, I always joked when we first met that that's how we're still together is because I'm so uh, uh, self-diagnosed workaholic and very selfish and that he <laughs> leaves and he's gone for three, four or five days of the week. But this really made me realize, I was like, because we've been together now for about four and a half years and we've been engaged for two of those, but this was the first time in our relationship that we had to sit still in the same house for more than a week. And I was like, this could go really well or terrible. Did you grow stronger? A hundred percent stronger. That's awesome. Now I'm like sad when he leaves. Like he's, he's been really great. Um, this month, October specifically, we had friends coming in the beginning of the month. My birthday was the next weekend. This past weekend, we had our Halloween, our Halloween party. This next weekend, there's something. Like, Halloween is also my, like, identifiable religion. Like, people are like, oh, what religion are you? I'm like, October. Because <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> I just love, I mean, I'm a performer, so I love dressing up. I yeah. love entertaining. And talking about boat. everything that I just said, yeah. if you put on a costume, then you're reminding people that, hey, nothing else matters. Look, I'm a funny skeleton, you know? Yeah. So 
I, this month, other than my birthday, is the most, like, impactful and important to me. And so because of that, he was like, I'll be home every weekend. Halloween's on a weekend. My birthday's on a weekend. Like, all these things are on weekends. But he's like, because of that, I got to work every day of the week. And I'm, like, grateful now, always, but especially now that I'm, like, you're willing to navigate your schedule enough that you'll be home for these, like, important times for me, which then lights a fire under my ass to be right. like, well, dude, you better go get out there and work so you yeah. can enjoy these weekends. And so... So besides just the, the, the group fitness that you say you tr you teach, yes. are you still dancing every day? How do you stay uh, on top of your game? Um, you know? Yes and no. I've tried... I've taken more dance classes now in this time. It's so like I more have. education side of it? Yeah, more education, but also, like, more... I, it, it's mostly wanting to it's it's mostly having the ability and lack of exhaustion and freedom to go take class because again when i my normal life back in february i was i would get up and teach fitness classes from eight until ten then i'd be in a rehearsal from ten until five and then i would have 20 minutes to get lunch at home and then i would go to work and i'd be in shows at seven thirty or at seven and nine thirty and i would get home until midnight do it all again the next day and so the importance got whitewashed by the the gratification of doing right i'm very much i don't know if you guys are into enneagrams or anything like that but i uh i, I describe myself as a doer a performer and i find myself worth and the worth of a day based off my productivity yeah um, and yeah, so that's why i'm so like even though i'm exhausted i'm so fueled when i'm like i did a lot today yes i yeah. taught a lot i performed a lot i gave back a lot i was you know and the converse of that is you forget to do for yourself, you know, and you forget to do for your loved ones and your family. And I'll be the Which is kind of cool about the lockdown because it did prevent everybody to, it like, forced, you could, <laughs> forced me to be right, friends with my So do I, you not only slow down, but you, you reboot, right. kind of figure out, well, you know, and we don't we don't need this, we don't need this. 100%. You know, and there are times, that, you know, people have been struggling. I don't mean because they're not working in the money, but... You know, they are depressed because they're used to well, doing so much. And, and to they, echo yeah. what you say, I am 1,000% <clears throat> extrovert. Like, a lot of my joy comes in seeing people. Like, I'll even say, one of the I, the telltale signs of are you introvert or extrovert is I say, when you're exhausted, when you're run down, what do you want to do? Do you want to be with people or do you want to be by yourself? And my answer is I want to be with people. I want to forget. I want to, if I'm so overworked, I just want to be like, hey, let's go out and get a drink and let's go hang out, yeah. let's go dance and let's forget that. Some people are like, I just want to be at home and read a book and be with, and that's fine. But that's not how I operate. But this, this whole shutdown and don't talk to people and this isolation has been really telling in, aside from my social, uh, uh, norms social values is just how that translates into to everything else it's it's why do i go to the gym do i go to the gym to look good do i go to the gym to feel good do i go to the gym to impress others do i go to the gym to to stay active and healthy and not feel run down and so it's it's it's, it's just been a a full 360 view of all the values I've already had, but knowing that is this one really important yeah. or not? Close up. Am I personal. running around just to just to say I'm busy, or is this bring, is this really bringing me joy? Hold on, like full on Marie Kondo right. status, right? But um, so yeah, I forget what the question was because I'm also an a avid self diagnosed tangent human. So yeah. you could have asked me what my favorite. No, I think I, I think I was just asking we just uh, <laughs> to learn more about the dancing to see if you were keeping up on certain things keeping you were doing in shows. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you know, to see if you were applying that even during COVID, not well, just the, the the exercise. And that's pretty. That's I hate to say it, but especially for Vegas, I'll say Broadway too. They. When you're working and dancing all the time, sometimes the last thing you want to do is go take a dance class, which is not to Understood. say that you don't love dance, but you're just, 
we are in an art and a profession of giving. So I'm always giving, giving, giving. My job is to give you that that joy and that just uh, euphoria that makes you forget about the real world, like we talked about. But what I give, give, give all the time, the last thing I want to do is go give and take in a dance class. So the right. good thing is that because I haven't been performing as much, there's been a lot of opportunity where I'm like, I have this time and space, like time in my schedule, space in my heart and brain and creative abilities that I'm like, I want to go learn. And right. it's really, it's been a, such a testament to our performer community. I mean, everyone um, over at Millennium Dance Complex and uh, over at the Rock Center for Dance, um, People have just been taking, and my classes have never been fuller. And I don't mean that to be like, I'm a great teacher, but I mean that to say I'm inspired yeah, by proud. seeing yeah. everybody else eager and hungry and like, I'm ready to learn again. So in a cultural industry setting, I think this was the most beautiful blessing we needed. It sucks not working. It sucks not having benefits. but You also great. needed it. Oh, 100% yeah. needed. You know, it's like your friend that is a workaholic that will never admit she's a workaholic or he until they have to stop and be like, oh, you're right. That's all of Las Vegas. <laughs> Let me get that straight. <laughs> like, and I'm not just talking entertainment. I'm talking industry, nightlife, bottle girls, uh, security, like everyone, you know? And I say that because these are people that are my clients and I get to see day to day. And it's like gone from like the zombie glossed over, like I'm just here because I have to be to look cute to like, I do enjoy fitness and I enjoy dancing. And so it's kind of been a self-cleansing year yeah, in a way, and there's been yeah. unfortunately a lot of people that have been like, "Hey, Vegas isn't for me. I need to move away. I need to go home." But it's also brought a lot of people from. I have friends from L.A., New York, Chicago who are like, "Well, if I'm going to be unemployed in any city, I may as well be in Vegas, where it's a lot cheaper and there's opportunity." You know? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, uh, and think it's about an too transition. with some of the factories being shut down, the air got a little clearer in some cities that needed it. Like, yeah. you know, so it's kind of cool. My favorite thing was uh, we're talking. Let's go. World shut down March. Like, April, May, I, so I live just on the street from you off, like, Russell, Fort Apache, and the amount of people that walked around and I have ever seen just, like, out and about, insane. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, we, we, we do have neighbors. I had no idea until, yeah. until everything was shut down. But it's also <laughs> really inspiring, and we actually... As a personal example, we met our neighbors right before shutdown, and they have turned out to be our best friends, are like just our saviors, honestly. Like, I've never played more card games and had dinner nights, and with people that live right next door to you, and not to say that the reason that we met them was because of the shutdown, but a huge influence is that was I wasn't working, he wasn't working, and so we got to know them, and it's just sad that that's what it takes. I, yeah. I, I feel like I encourage everyone to be like, go meet your neighbors. <laughs> neighbors <laughs> the people that you live nearby you know yeah develop that sense of community for sure all right we're gonna play a couple tunes everybody we'll be right back uh we played this one last night uh from the uh new cd called uh mask this is uh from nick ippolito he sent out he sent it out it's really good stuff this is actually his son nate doing the song called come home to me we'll be right back Wishing my dreams come true 
from you What's a boy to do? Cause after one year, seven months And twenty-three days There's only one thing left to say Come home to me
don't stop, don't miss All your lips pop, your pussy like this Shake your body, don't stop, don't miss Just do it, do it, do it the front then you suck it off till i shake and come make sure i keep busting nuts all over your face and stuff got me making so much love so lick it now lick it good suck this pussy just like you should right now lick it good suck this pussy just like you should my neck my back lick my pussy my cry my neck my You might roll dub, you might have G's But fuck that player, get on your knees Bitch like me moans and screams Real thug misses know what I mean At the club so fresh, so clean Unit on my face so mean Gotta pick which man I need Real thug better satisfy me Try me player, I'll make you see Them bitches ain't got shit on me So look at now Lick it good, suck this pussy just like you should Right now, lick it good, suck this pussy just like you should My neck, my back, lick my pussy and my cock My neck, my back, lick my pussy Cause the Lord gave Milo a big old dick 
hollow up and passed away And the whole town all showed up As I carried my load to his grave His old lid kept popping up Well, they got it shut and they lowered him down No one made a sound As the preacher spoke his final words Milo's dick popped out of the ground It popped out of the ground That is new from Rodney Carrington. It's called Milo. A little dick humor for you guys. Or big dick humor. Big old. <laughs> big old dick. Got my chew, my ignorance, my big old dude. <laughs> Ellie King ahead of that with my neck, my back. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Rob Shiner's uh, daughter. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Do Spigolo, Ellie Kingolo. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I never know. We have another new song coming up from uh, Scuzzy Twitly. It's called She Spread Like the COVID. Oh. oh. <laughs> it's about her waffle making, though. Terrifying <laughs> and flattering. Yeah. So we'll have that a little bit later. Okay. For sure. Saucy. Yeah. <laughs> sauce on the waffle or what? Yeah. Or on the side? Let's spread some sauce, Jay. What do you got? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to go back into what year is it? Yay. Oh, no. Yeah. Yay. I love being humbled. I'm thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> Good, because this is the one that's definitely going to humble you, that's for sure. Oh, God, that means it's like, uh... <laughs> All right, you got to figure out what year it is. Here we go. Walking down the street singing Hello, darling. This is Louis. 
Oh, that's a good selection of tunes there. Well, I'm terrified. Uh, <laughs> that's a good selection of tunes. It was this, uh, can I guess? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can guess. Or should I go first? Because I'm going to be influenced by your decision. Uh, go first, you go first. I'm going to say my guess, everyone, I just turned 28 last week, just to remind you. I would say, I know it's somewhere between 1960 and 1965. I would say... 1965 is my guess. I was going to say summer of 64. If I'm that close, I swear. You'll take it, right? I like it. What did you say? Summer of 64. I said 65. The year is 1964. Mother yeah. of Pearl. All right, fair. Yeah. <laughs> well, shit, I was close. <laughs> <laughs> you were very close. Because if bad. the Beach Boys songs didn't sound drug influenced yet, you know it was it pre was, pet uh, sounds. Yeah. 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 I was like, this still sounds so happy and uppy and like good that we haven't gotten to disco yet, which means we aren't all just destroying our bodies with right. variable things. Yeah. It was still just genuine sunshine, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, I'll give you that one phone. Yeah. Not too bad. I it. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't give a shit. <laughs> so. Not too bad at all, my friends. I'm like, 2001. <laughs> no, your answer, to, in my eyes, is still a winning answer, you know, thank especially you. that you went first. You have and to didn't say that I'm the guest, so thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've said some things to other guests. <laughs> yeah. I know they told me. <laughs> like, Are you sure you want to go on that show? Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> the, word, the rumor is out. It's too late. <laughs> Had an issue with one song loading, so hold on one sec. Holding, holding. No. You have to. That's just how it works. Asparagus. Asparagus. Don't forget to follow us on social media, everybody. Rockin' Comedy on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Duh. Duh. Get on it. What are you waiting for? Also Snapchat. I never used though. Sitting here listening to us when you should be listening to more of us. Somebody was like, somebody was like, you have to have a Snapchat. Yeah. No, I don't. So I can send you dick pics at a race the next morning out of convenience for <laughs> it's my got a, of It's got a dog face on it. Oh, <laughs> I ooh, swear I to God, if you that. show up on this date without the puppy ears, I'm going to be really disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> <You> liar. <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't, I, think, I don't think I've ever used Snapchat. Maybe like once or twice. That's... I don't like it. I call it the cheaters app. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's the one. It's like, like why do you when, need that? Like, when people, like, they'll follow me on Instagram, and it's like, oh, cool, I'll check it. But if it says, like, snap, or what's it, like, keek, K-I-K, 
and it'll have like I don't even know what that is. So I, I for all I know, it could be like a Bible verse sharing uh, platform. But in my <laughs> head, I'm like, you're all whores. So <laughs> you're all whores. My friends would be like, why don't you add me on Snap? Why don't you add me on Snap? Because I don't want to see 30 second clips of your freaking kids and what you think is entertaining for right. your day. <laughs> like, it's yeah, not I me. Don't, like, I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> five second clips of what your kids. Yeah, no. Yeah, I don't care about any of that. I enjoy you as a uh, ambiguous anonymous figure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow, you look like a little dancing rabbit. How cute. Get the fuck out of my phone. Right. No, you don't. <laughs> but I do love and that's sarcasm when I say I do love that this lockdown has created so many whores. And they all have uh And good you know, for them because they're they buying only, their and, third home right now. They, they, <laughs> yeah, right. And I they mean, all have no and I mean because they all now have fan only pages. Yeah. Some I of you just, jealousy. I'm just wanna throw this out I'm just throw this out right now. Some of you don't need it. Well, you know, I'm gonna tell I you considered right now. it a thousand times because it's uh, well, and here's the thing is like social media and all we see like news headlines are like the bit, the, the clickbait, the, Oh my God, the world's ending. And so you just click it and you pretend to read it and then you just repost it. But same thing. It's like the only, only fans that we see are like the sex and naked and all that. But there's a lot of, I have friends again, working in the fitness industry who are like, I'll use only fans to do my like streaming fitness workouts. So yeah. I, the genius that I am, I'm like, what if I do my I, workouts I, in my underwear I, I and then I get both crowds. But I'm referring to the ones that are being whores. Mm. So define that because I mean, if it's an established uh, transaction, then I mean, it's, it's business. I'm using their only fans, using their only page to, uh, you know, have sex. It only mm. bums me out because Personal what if time. they're potentially a good person that I'm no, no longer going to meet? Ever yeah. because they're all I, the I was shocked by all their. profile <laughs> pictures on Facebook. Ninety percent of them now are people without their shirts posing like this. Guilty. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and pants. But a lot of my uh, a lot of my fans out there, if you're listening, don't take Jay's uh, comments too personally. Uh, do you, honey? Keep listening to my show. You look you look great. I believe I you. stated like that, that I had a problem with it. And if you're looking for an unemployed dancer with an yeah. eight-month-year-old puppy, it's at T. And I didn't 10, say I was so. against it. I said there are some people that don't need to do it. I know what you're saying. And I was saying what I was saying. Right. So tell me what you right. But right. we're right. talking right. about it because it's right. my right. show. And I said, I have a problem with it. Right. You know, there's certain people that don't need to do it. There's some people that need to do it and aren't doing it. Like myself. <laughs> should you tell them, those people? <laughs> what? Is that your duty? To be like, hey, you should really do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me set you up. Yeah. <laughs> I'll build a page. Are you an agent now? I'll build, this, did I just create a new career for you? <laughs> I'll, build, I'll build a page. I'll take 5%. <laughs> I'll build a page. <laughs> Well, now, everybody, it is time. Now, it's time for the top five songs. Solid gold. Get ready, and let's see how you do. That's right. These are the top five songs of 1964, according to Billboard magazine. I'm going to play them out of order. You have to figure out which one was number five all the way down to number one. And here we go. That would be It Hurts to Be in Love by Gene Pitney. All right, our next one. A little chapel of love from the Dixie Cups. <laughs> if they were still around today, would we just have to call them the Cups? Because <laughs> the Dixie Chips, dropped, they dropped the Dixie yeah, part. They changed it, so right? they're just the chicks. They would so. just be the Cups. They're just the Cups. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's your next one. A little My Guy from Mary Wells. 
Alright, here's another one for you. Great little tune known as the uh, Drifters Doing Under the Boardwalk. Yeah, in 64, this was your uh, Buck Cherry. Damn, she's a nasty bitch. Like, that was the equivalent. This was like my, my mom neck. was on the. My back. <laughs> yeah. <Am> I? <laughs> my mom was under the boardwalk doing some freaky shit. I don't know. Have you been to Provincetown? Well, this, this next one was probably the WAP of 1964. Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> Roy Orbison. <laughs> oh, pretty woman. That's it, right? That's all five? That's all five. Okay, great. Deductive reasoning at its finest, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> all right. Tell me when you guys are ready. I'm good. I think I'm good. Yeah, I'm ready. What do we have for number five? It hurts to be in love. Bingo. Hurts to be in love. Wow. Nope. <laughs> this is where you get humbled really quick. Yeah. Yes, number five was Chablo Love from the Dixie Cups. Yeah. All right, what do we have for number four there? You said my guy. Chablo Love was my four, so. Under the boardwalk. This one shook me, okay. Well, not my game. It's fine. <laughs> All right, what no. do we have for number three? I had my guy. I had Chapel of Love. Oh, well, I got one. That's rude. <laughs> 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 These top two better be on. Yeah, there it is, my guy, Mary Wills. Number two, AJ. I said under the boardwalk. Oh. Similarly, under the boardwalk. Come on, yeah. not one. I'm <laughs> 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 I'm not competitive, it's fine. <laughs> so, can I make this statement, though? That if I were to order these songs in the same, you know, five to, five to one, based off crowd pleaser, Right, that's what I'm going on. I'm well, like, like what do I know? How many of these have heard at a wedding? Yeah. How many, like, 50s diners have along. been on a jukebox? Yeah. I put Pretty Woman 1, Under the Boardwalk 2, Chapel of 4. And Swing and a mess. To be a loser. Swing and a mess. <laughs> Number one, Gene Pitney. It hurts. It hurts. To be in love. It hoits. When you have a chode. It might, it might be less bothersome. <laughs> You're not zipping it in anything. Honestly, you have so many worse issues. Yeah, yeah. Elephantitis, I don't know. Yeah, you're fine. You're, you're killing it. <laughs> so, yeah, that is the uh, top five songs, everybody. Give it up, 1964? Yes, 1964. Oh, great year, great year. Not too bad. Yeah. Some good stuff in there.
Yeah, it was good. You go in the chapel, you got a pretty woman, you're under the boardwalk with her. What's the order of events, though? That's what I want to know. Did you go under the boardwalk? You're under the, the bo- you're under the boardwalk. Right? That's where it starts. With a pretty woman. With a pretty woman. Uh-huh. With, and she's with her guy. Right. Oh, yeah. that yeah. got a It hurts to be in love. Yeah. Because then you go get married. Oh, the so I thought she ran off with the other guy after the wedding under yeah. the boardwalk. You know? <laughs> I don't know. TBD coming soon. <laughs> yeah. This is our next romance novel, or maybe porn title. Maybe porn title. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Sixty-four. The fan theories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's fun stuff. That's good stuff. Yeah. Good. That's uh, almost time to uh, wrap up this week of the Rock and Comedy Show. Oh, was this something I said? No, just, you know. Was it my entire incorrect guesses <laughs> at the last game? They're like, all right, he's done. Yes, go. that's entirely what. No, it's, a, it's a, yeah, the show, all good things have to come to an end. Fair, fair, fair. So, that, this would be one of them. Episode number 1,253. Getting it tattooed in my body. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, that's good stuff. Tomorrow, right here at RadioVegas.rocks for the... Brunch Rock Show live at 11. We have Gemini Burke coming in as your guest host this week. He is the son of legendary soul singer Salman Burke. And uh, he's got a hell of a playlist that he's going to be playing tomorrow. So tune in for that. And uh, what about you? What are you doing on your show tomorrow? We've got the Hot Saloon 1 to 3 with yours truly. And I got a special guest tomorrow. I got Amber Phillips of Honey Swooner Makeup. She's a local professional makeup artist, and she does horror stuff, Halloween stuff, all the way to professional wedding type stuff. So we're going to be talking music. Uh, she she sent me a personalized playlist, and it's pretty banging. So it's awesome checking that out and talking with her and uh, nice. talking Dragula. Just finished the third season. I know. No, I have to go. This is my evening activity. I'm going to go home and check oh, some Dragula. It's it's, it's Hulu, good. Netflix, all the above. Uh, Netflix, yeah, right. yeah. It, it was refreshing. It's it felt more like a, a a group, like a good group effort, and less of a cutthroat. Even though there's that sass too. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, that works. Here's a uh, here's a little uh, Salmonberg for you. Little, if you need me, don't come a knocking. Solomon Burke had like 80 kids, no joke. Wow, like he's busy, man. Like 120 grandkids. Yeah, he had a huge family. It was, yeah, how those jazz musicians? It was awesome to uh, meet him. Where's Bobby, he Will, Bobby Wilson, he lives here. Oh, he's, he's, a, he's, a, yeah. he's a Vegas Vegas guy? Is that what we call yeah, ourselves? Yeah. A Nevadian. Nevadian? Oh, means Nevada. But uh, the best song from uh, Mr. Salman Burke was probably his big hit, Cry to Me, which is amazing. When your baby leaves you all alone And nobody calls you on the phone don't you feel like a cry? Don't you feel like a cry? For 
Tune in tomorrow for Brunch Rock. That's going to be awesome. It's a new host every week. AJ and I are doing it next Wednesday. We can't wait. It's going to be our... Uh, it's going to be... Getting spooky. Yeah. Getting closer and closer. The spook off. Spook off. spook ween <laughs> See who comes no, up it's with... it's pronounced spunk. We've been through this, remember? Sp- Come on. <laughs> See who comes Spunk-a-ween. up with the best uh, Halloween tunes. Uh, what's the one I was going to play you? There's another one I was going to play you today. It was pretty... Oh, yeah, we're going to do the... Uh, before we get out of here, we're going to do the, uh, she spreads like the COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see where that song went. Thank goodness. I wouldn't have been able to sleep until I heard it. Hey, yeah. you got it. You got it. You got to appreciate a song called she spread like the COVID. Mm. <laughs> All right. You guys ready? Let's do this. One, two, three, four. The bar was kicking on a Saturday night. On guitar playing loud. I saw her sipping on a whiskey sour. Through a smoky cloud, she looked like trouble from the get-go. Knew I was playing with fire. But she gave me such a favor. Burning with desire, so we climbed into my pickup truck And she climbed on top of me The kind mama always warned you about But you're too horny to see Cause she spread like the COVID <laughs> She was on a night And they say romance Scuzz Twitly doing that one with a name like that (laughs) well as you know we love a good cover here on the uh, rock and comedy show and uh, this is a pretty fine cover of zombie normally done by the cranberries Uh, this cover being done by the one and only Miley Cyrus I think she needs to do more rock, though, yeah, and not just good. doing covers. I mean, she's got to do more rock. She's she's got that voice. She's yeah. got that raspy she's rock in that voice. She's produced pop world though, where they they wanted to be poppy and cute. But I will say she's on like the rockier end of the spectrum of poppy and cute. Like I admire her so much because she's like, this is what they told me to do, and I did the opposite. And right. When it comes to everything but her music, like cute her and looks, wild. Her well, when she, like, well, yeah, she's unexpectable. And that was her. a lot of it when she when she first gave up. Hannah Montana, she had to do something to shred that. Like, right, yeah. I have to just the be absolutely. I, I, yeah, I have to be. I have to be literally the wrecking ball. Yeah, I have to be. Yeah, I have to be absolutely ridiculous so you'll forget that I was and Hannah Montana. The same yeah. mentality I've taken in my life, and I was never Hannah Montana, <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> but he wrote in on a wrecking ball. I did. I gotta <laughs> back it out too when I leave. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
a couple little mashups real quick. You might recognize this, or maybe you won't, AJ. I remember where I was. Listen, it's not what you think it is. It's not what you think it is. I live for a mashup, though. Oh, now I know. It's the only genre that shares the same attention span. I do. I'm like, great, new song next. I hear it. You might think it's Funky Town, but it's Linkin Park. Stop it. With Closer. Oh, really? It's yeah. not, it's not Kurt. That's not a nice help me, help me, help me. Okay. They covered it. I don't think yeah. you could ever play that without being like Funky Town. It's so recognizable. It's ingrained in your DNA that you're like, I thought it was interesting, that one. Here's one you might recognize. Why don't you comment on Charlie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Here's one you might recognize, or maybe not. Ooh. Is it another trick cover? It's Mash. Okay. Is it Islands in the Sun by Weezer? No. This is a head like a hole. Nine Snow. Nine Inch Snow. Have you heard on a roll by Ashley Odo with Miley Cyrus? Yeah. I'm telling you, it's this exact same. <laughs> and our final mashup for this week. Maybe you'll recognize it. Maybe you won't. It is not My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion. Yeah, that's not bad. I mean, so I can tell you, one of the, one of my favorite moments of my career was I was able to work with Celine Dion for um, about a month and a half on um, just like partnering, dancing, creative movement. She's such a creative, artistic person, and she just loves to like create and improvise. Right. And um, so her uh, dance teacher choreographer invited me to a couple of like sessions with her, and of course I'm like dripping in sweat like so terrified <laughs> I'm like the queen you know of of all of North America and the world and the nicest kindest human in the entire world I guarantee if you played that person she'd be like oh honey I love it it's so good you know like <laughs> she's just the most uh, heartwarming kind open-ended and like the epitome of an artist like 
some people I feel like would hear that and be like, oh, you're destroying my song. But I feel like she'd be like, I love this so much, you know. <laughs> right. So next up, we'll, so uh, we'll have to get Selena yeah. and, and get her opinions. But yeah. <laughs> Well, AJ, thank you for being here today. It was yeah. always, always fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. See you tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Taylor, thank you for being here. Of course, guys. Thank you so much. It has and been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, until next time. Yeah, once Vegas fully opens and you get back, we'll have you back on. I would love that. See what you're doing, where for you're sure. at, and all that good stuff. Leave you with an awesome cover. His name is Aiden Bell, everybody. Doing one of my favorite songs, and it's a Halloween little jam, too. So here we go.
on your hips. 